All right, guys, welcome in. Brad Ward, Jake Burns, we're live. It's game day, Browns, Cardinals. We're pumped to be here. We're recording this on Saturday night. The little sliver of uh, hope for your side, Brad, as you fall back, gain an hour of sleep. On my side, the clock does the same thing, but I got two little ones, man, so I don't gain any sleep. We just wake up earlier. The clock says an earlier hour for our wake up, and the, and the youngest, Brad, woke up at 6 a.m., yesterday so we're looking at maybe a 5 a.m burger i know you're not feeling it you've been through it but i know you're not feeling it uh any empathy for me having gone through it yourself but but i welcome no. you in and i say what's up and i hope you're well how are you buddy i'm well i hope you're well too i do have empathy for you because i have been through it so uh yeah i do <laughs> and uh yeah man uh an extra hour of sleep you know i'll take it even though if it doesn't register, you know, for you, I'm sorry. I hope that I hope it does, but uh, I'll take it anytime. Right? As I tell my wife, we knew what we were getting into when we made that decision. So sure, we we can't yeah. we can't have everybody feeling sorry for us. But it is a thing that I look forward to looking forward to again someday. Even though maybe by the time that becomes a reality for us, the, the situation has passed and they've, they've taken that whole fallback thing away. I know that it's been they're trying, circulated. aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they're trying. Anyway, we're going to talk about Browns, Cardinals and when it's, you know, Browns home game. That's Brad and Jake talking about the weather and it is it's a little dicey. You never know what you're going to get. But Brad, I think you have the latest forecast. Walk us through it and, and all the normal caveats about we are not weathermen and we're trying our best here. Yes. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, want to clear that up. Not weathermen. Not Andrew Spade here today. This is Brad Ward checking in. Uh, so, yeah, high near 53, partly cloudy. I think we're going to miss the rain from everything that I've looked at, Jake. Uh, knock on wood. But it uh, appears that uh, it's like 0 to 2% chance of per, uh, rain precipitation uh, during the uh, game hours there. It is going to be windy, though. Uh, 6 to 12 mile per hour winds north northwest gusts up to 18 miles per hour Jake mm. so could be a windy one think they're going to miss the rain should be rather you know 53 high 53 that's not bad so not bad but you do get that lake effect wind yes. which is always yes. a thing that you have to navigate and speaking of which you get the quarterback back to deal with that wind with an arm that might not be in the perfect condition yet we'll talk about that in a little bit Yes. Um, coverage team. I mentioned CBS for this one. Uh, it's it's a familiar group, right? Yes. Uh, Spirit Edie's Adam Archuleta, Aditi King Koala, back again. Okay. They should uh, have uh, rooms on reserve wherever they're staying <laughs> in Cleveland. Yeah, here they're often. here. They're here quite often. That that seems to be the broadcast team that finds them the most. So uh, fun fun stuff there. Uh, all right, all-time record Browns Cardinals. I know they got together for Baker's shoulder situation in 2021. Um, you know, I, I know obviously they. I think they got together back in 2019, if I recall. It was a really weird game, Kyler's rookie year. And then the other one that stands out to me, Brad, is I very vividly remember that 2007 Brown season that they lost in Arizona mm -hmm. on that push out. I think Winslow was. Yep. pushed out of bounds and that rule had been taken away or something like that if i recall it's, it's been a minute but that that was a tough loss on that schedule that would have propelled them to the playoffs if i remember correctly yeah that was a brutal one uh all time cleveland is winning 33 16 and three hmm. um so three ties in there all time weird but uh arizona's won the last five jake 
Okay, and, Browns are uh, the last due one was uh, the twenty-one game, thirty-one fourteen. Which what I remember most, and you know, pour out a little liquor for DPJ. Uh, the halftime uh, going into halftime caught a hail mary in that one. I do remember that vividly, actually. That was a pretty wild play, a pretty wild turn of events because I think the Browns were in that game and then Baker, Mr. Reed, yes. rolled out left, got his shoulder hurt, and then it turned into a blowout. One of the few real blowouts since the start of 2020 at home. So it yeah. kind of it stands out in a relatively large way there. But, yeah, an interesting game when these two get together. I know there's a lot of connections to Jonathan Gannon in Cleveland, and really there's a lot of crossover between these two rosters. A lot of Cleveland guys, whether it was Dobbs, I know Dobbs is gone, but Petzing and Yodi Froholt, there's a lot of connection between these two organizations that'll be uh, you know, names that you're familiar with when you see them on the broadcast. So that that element is a little twist to the whole thing, but I'm not yeah. totally sure, Brad, how I feel about the Cardinals and how they attack this. What's the officiating crew look like? Is it a, is it a pretty good one, or is this one that uh, has some interesting nuggets? It's some interesting nuggets always with these interesting, as I've kind of started digging into this, you know, little referee's corner we do here, but Carl Sheffers, who widely renowned, obviously I think the NFL likes him. I think he's a kind of rising name uh, as far as NFL referees goes. He's been the head ref of two of the last three Super Bowls. So he did 55 and 57, um, which says something about him, right? Mm, yeah, definitely. Um, that he got tapped for those responsibilities, certainly. So um, here's what we get from Sharp Analytics, right, or analysis on him. Uh, he consistently ranks in the top five uh, for most penalties per game. Uh, right. He led the NFL in penalties per game in 21 and 22. Uh, the takeaway from his long-term trends are that uh, when the dust settles, the home team wins well above the NFL average. So that's a good thing. Um, when you dive into those number more home teams with him straight up, 69 49 and one since 2016 so that's interesting um another thing about you know lead, led the nfl in last year in penalties at 12.39 penalties per game for over 106 yards per game which is a lot um but despite leading the league in over 12 penalties per game jake uh he is one of the fewest to call penalties in the fourth quarter so only twenty six percent of his penalties are called in the fourth quarter of games. Big time, let him play late. Yeah. theory there. Okay. Lastly, uh, finish up here with a little uh, their history with the Browns. Browns have only seen him three times since two thousand eighteen. Uh, that was a loss in Week Seven against the Steelers in eighteen. Uh, a Bengals win in Week fourteen over Andy Dalton in two thousand nineteen. Um, and then the, oddly enough, the last time, uh, they saw Sheffers was in the Arizona game week six of 2021. So the last time they had him was against these very same Cardinals. <laughs> that is ironic. All yes. right. Well, let's hope for a better outcome this time. Um, okay. Let's, uh, let's talk real quick about parlay of the week. I know the line is getting really scary here. I know it was. It was even high with P.J. Yes. Walker. Now, I think the 
misconception here is that people think that from the gambling perspective that Watson is going to come in and you know provide better quarterback play and while we want to believe that I think we all want to believe that right like we saw in the indie game you can't be confident in that and until we see it we're left to wonder uh, quite a good bit here about whether that's something he's able to provide right now so I don't love ever going into a game feeling really uncertain about what's going on at quarterback Brad but here we are man like I have to be honest I at least know who PJ Walker is and I have an understanding of what he can and can't do and the expectation then is kind of there the, the not knowing what Watson's going to be how he's going to look and the ramifications of his psyche on the decisions that he makes is a very unnerving feeling for me like in in a very big way so I'm not confident in the line and I think you told me it's even higher than it was you know just a couple of days ago yeah it's as uncertain as I've probably felt about having a feel for I have no feel for this game, right? I have no real feel because we don't know what we're going to get at quarterback. And mm-hmm. I just honestly feel that way. Um, it's, it's hard, right? This line is kicked all the way to minus 11. Uh, the Browns laying 11 points wow. in this game. And even more crazy, Jake, 90% of the money coming in on the Browns to click to cover. I mean, I don't think I'd feel any kind of confident in the Browns to cover no. more than a, I mean, a touchdown is dicey right now, right? Like to give ten, you have to, you can't even win on a touchdown field goal. So no, you got to get beyond number. that. I mean, it's I guess it probably says two things speak to me here, Brad. A little bit. You tell me if I'm wrong. The first thing is that Vegas is giving Watson some respect, right? Some respect. But I think three points. There's also the idea that we got some certainty about Clayton Toon starting, yeah. and there's probably a lot of disrespect for what Clayton Toon will be against a defense that people are still you know, respecting pretty heavily. So it's a both sides of the coin factor there. They're probably expecting the Browns to create a couple turnovers, expecting the rookie quarterback to be bad. But I'm going to be honest, maybe it's the scar tissue. I'm not totally sure, but I can't go into games with rookie quarterbacks as the opposition feeling comfortable. It's been yep. something we've been bid on too many times. And then obviously the Watson wild card is the, the wild card here. So, you know, yep. we could be laughing at this. They could end up handling their business and Tennessee tightening the game and feeling good about it afterward. But for now, I think apprehension is the fair way to feel. Yeah. I think that probably the betters, after listening to a gambling show and they and they handicapped this when it was at eight and they both chose the Browns on the show I listened to. Yeah. You know, they said Windy, Cleveland Browns Stadium, rookie quarterback Clayton Toon, Browns defense, they probably how they probably score, you know, the defense probably scores and sets them up for another easy score is what betters were saying. So your ninety percent of the money is probably thinking that way, right? Not even taking the Browns offense into consideration. Mm-hmm. Um, in this one, so the over under is thirty eight. So, <laughs> if you get a win by eleven and stay under thirty eight or around thirty eight, that's wild, right? Defense so. better play really well. Yes, Let's put it that yes. way. Yeah, I again, I think the the point about the defense is totally fair there, but I think there's just a whitewashing of what happened with the Colts game from Watson that that's just conveniently ignoring it. So. Yeah, you have to outside of Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, you have to hope that what Watson said about feeling like against the Colts, he rushed himself back, and he has a little bit more of that self awareness now. But I mean, I don't know how how you again. I don't know 
how to get there mentally. We'll just we're just gonna have to see it to believe it kind of thing here because Agreed. it is a very weird spot. All right, the parlay is what the people want to hear. Brad, hit <clears> us with it. All right, let's go back to what works. Right, uh, our very own D Hop, uh, Dustin Hopkins, over one and a half field goals. It hit last time. We're going back to it. Yeah, uh, they put the running backs back on the board, Jake. It's one of our go tos, so we're going to go with it. Jerome Ford over nine and a half receiving yards. It's one catch, one check down. You got to take yep. it, right? You do one screen. Um, I think that the Cardinals will be ready for him, uh, screen game wise, after what we saw them do to Seattle last week. But you can still get one screen thrown, and as if he's the recipient of it, which they like to use him for that, then that's that's one you feel pretty good about. So, yeah, I, I have no problem with taking Ford and believing either a catch is going to happen on a check down, a couple check downs, a halftime check down or something, and then mix in a screen as well. So, yeah, I, I continue to like those low running back numbers, even though the running back carries have been split pretty evenly of, of recent. Yeah. Um, I, I like that, though. I think he gets gets 10 yards receiving. Uh, Coop, of course, did really well for us last week, got us the reception leg and the yardage leg. We're going to go back to this yardage number, not the receptions, but the yardage over 55 and a half receiving yards. It's a watered down number because of this game atmosphere. So, yeah, uh, I'm going to take it though because we know Watson likes to go to him and he trusts him. So, yeah, well, it's it's twofold for me why I agree with you on this one. It is. Watson's volume of attempts I don't expect to be very high if they can manage it. So if you're looking at odds that Watson has like 30 attempts, I don't I don't feel great about that, right? But I think there's a chance, like you said, Brad, he is prone to look at, and again, why, why wouldn't you be prone to look that way, right? Amari Cooper's been having a f- fantastic season. So it just takes a couple completions there to get to that number, maybe yeah. three, and then it's like, you know, I think the the some of the throws I think Watson will be most comfortable making are some of the the lofted throws, right? Where you're not driving it necessarily, but you're giving air under it and letting your guy go get it. So, yeah, I I, I tend to trust the yardage number more than I do, obviously, uh, the, the sheer volume of throws for a guy that I'm not sure they're going to want to be throwing it all over the field with in this game. At least I would hope not, uh, unless yeah. the arm is really good and. Again, that's something we're not privy to, so I'm, I'm left to kind of presume that they're still trying to manage that, and it's not solved, per se. Now, we talk this next leg out. So that's three legs, and this next leg, we're going to go five legs. Uh, I think that's the same as last week. So, But we're gonna, we talk this next one out, and we are going to go volume, but to Njoku. And the number's low. It's only three and a half. Can Njoku get four receptions? I think... Even in the scripted plays, when they are going to throw it, uh, it, that's somebody that is an easy target for him and uh, easier throws to complete. So I like the over three and a half receptions on Njoku. Me too. I like it. I think there's a lot of opportunity for zone sitting where you're squatting over the, you know, right in front of the quarterback's face, opportunities to get that. I think there's a, a concerted effort here to maybe get the bootleg stuff going and a couple drop off throws to him. And I hope that they can see what we see, which is you get. 85 involved early and often you got a chance to put some points on the board so we'll we'll hope that they follow that formula a little bit here i feel better about his reception number for sure yeah and then the last leg here uh it worked last week with gino twice actually uh and we only needed one but we're going to go to the rookie clayton tune to throw an interception the number is still just a half of interception 
Now go over that. I think he throws at least one um, in the wind in his first start on the road with our defense. I like him to throw an interception. Uh, add all five of those legs up, Jake. You're looking at 12 to 1 odds. If you're using DraftKings, they get a 50% bonus for any game in Ohio. Use that uh, 50% bonus, gets you to 18 to 1. Uh, so I think we won on 14 to 1 last week. So look at $10, gets you 120, uh, 180 if you use the boost on DraftKings. I like it. Make some money. Put your pockets full of some of that Brad Ward money. Trust me, we have a betting channel in the Slack at the OBR, and he has been hitting all over the place. So take advantage of that opportunity. The only way the Clayton Toon one doesn't hit is if he's just shell-shocked and won't throw it, which is something right. quarterbacks can do, but eventually you're going to have to throw it, buddy, and you're going to have to throw yeah. into some of that chaos that the Browns like to create at the second and third level. So I like it. Again, use the opportunity to make some Sunday cash. We will be right back. We're going to take a quick break and then talk about how the Browns get this victory and what we need to see in the victory right so a quick word from our sponsors all right brad i was thinking while we were talking about this kind of leading up to the conversation this game reminds me of 2021 browns lions bad weather Mm. a bad lions team believe that's the first year of the dan campbell experience i think that team went three and 13 but they showed some fight at the end of the year but the Browns were expected to win. Again, the Lions were, I think, starting like Tim Boyle, if I recall correctly. Yeah. So starting a real no-name at quarterback and a guy who really couldn't throw. The weather was pretty like uh, overcast, you know, sort of ominous. It was windy. Uh, that, that stretch in the 21 season where there was a lot of that stuff going on. So this is a very similar one. The Browns are expected to win. The thing to get out of the way is that it would be an absolute disaster if they lost this game. Like a disaster to where their season is going. The worst outcome here is that they don't find a way to win and Deshaun Watson is rough, right? Because that's possible. And scary, it's possible. How do they get it done? That's the question. You know, you're obviously banking on Watson being a better version of what we saw in Indy. You have to believe that. He could not start this game if he's going to go out and repeat that performance. Now, again, Indy was in a dome a controlled yes. environment, so maybe he was drawn to trying to get out there in a dome and see how it felt. You have to think he's not dumb here and understands that he's going to be playing in the weather he's going to be playing it, and his shoulder has to be feeling good in order to go out and play in the weather he's going to be playing. I don't mind him starting this game in terms of if he's right, getting the reps in, getting the mental work, doing some confidence building, heading into two tough defenses looming on the schedule. How do they get it done? They're going to have to run it. Right, The obvious thing is they're going to have to run it and relieve the burden on him. They're going to have to be good underneath where he doesn't have to drive the football downfield. So that's creativity in their underneath passing game. You know, Can you find some double moves near the line of scrimmage to get guys open? Can you hit some bubble screens? Can you hit some RPOs? That to me is where I'm drawn to, Brad. Um, You know, because again, like you're talking about a situation where you don't want him driving the football field uh, down the football field a ton and he's not running it. The thing I loved about that Seattle performance last week offensively was like, oh, they're sprinkling in a little read stuff here from P.J. Walker. They're not going to do that this week, right? Not going to put him out there and risk that shoulder in that way. So the big thing we've talked about why they've lost games recently, they haven't taken care of the football. So you got to take care of the football. You got to run it well and do every single thing you can to alleviate the amount of stress that Watson has playing quarterback for you, right? Can he throw 15, 16 times? 
That would be a dream scenario. Hovering around yeah. that 20 mark, no more than that. If he's throwing 33 times, the chance it's not going to be a very good game. Now, would it be great Fail. to just see him throw 33 Sunday passes yeah. at this point? Yeah, it would yeah. be pretty good. But at this point, you don't want him to do that. So run it well, be very calculated in your throwing, take care of the football, and then lean into the Browns need one of those throwback dominant defensive performances. They need one of the games they had against the Titans, one of the games that they had. I mean, even Pittsburgh was in that realm, right, of a really good performance. They had a bunch of them early in the season. They had a bunch of them with San Francisco included. Have to do that. It is a must-ask for this defense, Brad, to be really good. They cannot get a 17, 14, 10 point, even 10 point first quarter from the Cardinals where teams, as you know, between what the Colts did and what the Seahawks did is they came out, hit that opening script, boom, points on the board, 31 points in the first quarter of the last two weeks combined. They do that again, you start chasing the scoreboard and it gets a little scary. So yeah, get out there, play the dominant defense game, play the run control ground game, hit some screens at the right time and avoid you know, being put into a bunch of predictable pass because that's what I think the Cardinals' key game plan is going to be. Yeah. Get the Browns into predictable pass so that they have to hit some drop-back throws, which they do not do very well right now. Drop-back passing game between whoever's there, DTR, PJ Walker, or Watson. Get them into those situations, and we got a chance. You can create some turnovers, some havoc. So how do the Browns eliminate that? So that's what I'm drawn to watching. We'll see how well they do managing those things, but if we're feeling the best we're feeling about this whole thing, man, it is tied to playing a football game in that very controlled fashion I just laid out. So I'm sure you might have some other thoughts. Feel free to hit them. But I feel pretty confident that the best outcome is like, oh, Watson plays the whole game. Yes. And he looks semi-competent, right? Don't need him to be Titans good. Semi-competent. And they win. That's that's what we need. Yeah, I think you paint a, a perfect picture. Like an ideal day, defense is dominant. Uh, you know, the run game is good enough that you don't have to throw it unless you really want to. And you are selective about those throws in trying to putting yourself in a situation game script wise, scoreboard wise, where you can set him up for successful throws that build his confidence. I, I mean, that is ideally it. The, to use this literally like uh, a ramp up for next week. And now, now this has been kind of a plucky Cardinals team at times, right? Like they've played close games with teams. They beat the Dallas Cowboys. They, you know, yeah. they are not to be taken lightly. They will, I mean, there is a fear. You cannot lose this game. So um, when I say that stuff, that's in a perfect world, right, that that all gets set up. Um, you know, if you end up in a close game, I still think you're leaning on the run a lot. I still don't want to see Watson throw it more than 20 times if possible. Um, but like you said, the Cardinals want to force the Browns into having him have to sit back and make plays. Um when he's probably has rust to shake off. I mean, you, you know, best case scenario, he's still going to have to get reacclimate himself to game speed, right? So I just think that the more the Browns can control the game, get ahead somewhat, somehow, defense, run game, whatever it is, get ahead and then control the atmosphere in which you're choosing to throw the football. I think that's just the best, best situation possible. No matter what, though, Jake, 
I don't care what you do in this game. Um, I want to see him finish the game or leave the game early only because you have a lead and you feel comfortable enough to do so. Um, and secondly, you have to win. You have to win no matter what. A loss here would be detrimental. Yeah. No, the no matter what win part is particularly important because, you know, I don't know. Even if Watson, like, leaves this game, I don't, I don't want to go there. But if something yeah. were to be the case again, you got to get this win to just continue to have a fighting chance. I mean, the worst case scenario here is, like, Watson – you know, leaves the game or can't finish. You can, you can just notice it, right? You can see that they're protecting him and they can't throw it. Right. Yeah. So then you have the issue where you, you not only that notice that, you know, the, the down sort of vibe you would have from, from that scenario, that outcome of watching him on top of, Oh yeah, we lost this game. We absolutely had to win. So that's obviously the worst case nightmare scenario. The best case scenario is obviously that they're able to, to go out there, play well. Watson puts it together, and they win in a dominant, like a sixteen-three type of fashion. Like that—that's yep. what you should want. What you need to happen above all else, Brad, is I need to feel like Clayton Tune is a rookie in a raucous road environment against a great defense, and I need to feel like Watson is a veteran quarterback who can lead an offense. Those are the two things I need. If those two Man, things it's... happen, point blank, you're winning this football game and probably pretty dang comfortably. So that's that's sort of all I have. As far as how they get it done, anything to add before we get out of here? I just, I just hope that they've like he comes into this understanding that as well. Like, hey, you don't have to get it all back from all the talk that you've heard that you know his and his the people around him kind of have rabbit ears. You can tell, right? You know, uh, with all the stuff and the Brady Quins and all the people of the world saying the stuff about him. You can come out and just be a game manager in this game, and that's perfectly fine. And, and like that's one hundred percent fine. You, we don't need uh, Deshaun Watson, twenty twenty Houston Texans in this. He he needs to realize that. I think. Yeah, just take what they give you, man. Play sound quarterback play. You don't have to win the game on every play. Just keep the sticks moving. Guide, navigate the offense, and as you get more time playing. Those things that you're, we're talking about right here, those those big Deshaun Watson moments will happen organically. They'll come back. They will. But you've missed, sorry, you've only played in nine of the last 42 regular season games possible. You need reps, buddy. You need exposure to the field, to how defenses are playing. In the current, most recent renditions, right? Defense almost changes year to year, let alone missing that many games. He needs to see defenses. He needs to 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 read them, think about them, and defeat them. And hopefully we get a step in the right direction with that. So we are out of here. I hope we've laid out everything we possibly can for you about this game. You feel better equipped to watch your Browns play here on Sunday. That's always the goal of the Game Day podcast. Put the parlay in. Make some money. We celebrate together. Don't be mad at us if it doesn't hit, by the way. We're trying our best here. Brad is, Brad is trying his best. But I would love for us all to make some money together. So... Anyway, 1 o'clock, be there. Enjoy your time in the morning before the game. Check the OBR after the game for written content, digital content. We'll have our 7.30 show we traditionally do, Game Day Rewind. So join us for that to talk about all things from your Cleveland Browns that happened in it. For all eyes on Cleveland and Brad Ward, for the OBR Film Breakdown and Jake Burns, we appreciate you stopping by. Enjoy your Sunday 1 o'clock kick, Browns Cardinals. Hopefully we meet at the end of the day to have a fun conversation. Until then... We sign off with the usual. Go Browns.